are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day you're listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show. It's part two with Bryce Patrick of Locked on Rangers. We are discussing the Rangers MLB trade deadline and reviewing the returns they got back in the Joey Gallo deal and the Kyle Gibson plus Ian Kennedy deal with the Phillies. We are discussing rebuilding philosophy. So there's a whole bunch we talk about on this podcast. But remember, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this weekend to get in on the action. And you'll know when I go live because you'll be following me on Twitter, hopefully, at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account. Or just look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, Let's jump right into the podcast with Bryce Patrick of Lockdown Rangers. You're talking about the trade deadline deals for the Rangers. Isn't it kind of weird that when you trade Cal Gibson and Ian Kennedy, two guys are near the age of 40, you get back a prospect who was top 30 in all of baseball, not top 30 in the Phillies organization. This was a top 30 guy in all of baseball, but you trade your two-time all-star Joey Gallo and you got to pay, what, 90% of his contract and you don't get back a top five prospect? Yes, you got back like four of their top 30 prospects. But to trade a two-time All-Star and get and have to pay his entire contract and not get back a top five prospect in an organization like the Yankees, who at least on paper seem to build a good farm system, but you know they can always go out there and pay players. Like, let's put them over our knee and make them give up a top five prospect. They're going to go out there and pay for a superstar. So let's make sure if we're going to trade one to them, Give us what the best you got. And I don't understand why more GMs don't do that. That's the biggest reason why I don't want to trade Ketel Marte because I don't have faith the D-backs organization is going to get back a great deal. Now, when they traded Zach Greinke, they got back three of the top five prospects in the Astros organization. But you know what that's amount to so far? Nothing. We've seen two of them on the major league level this year. They've gotten shelled every time. They, they're two pitchers. They've gotten shelled every time they've gone on the mound to pitch. The third guy, he's a first baseman. He rakes in the minors, but they say his Seth defense Beer? is so Yeah, Seth Beer. He, he rakes in the minors, but they say his defense is so bad, he can't be called up until they bring the DH back to the NL. So at the end of the, at the, end of the day, I would just rather keep the established superstar player. And if I'm going to trade him, I would rather trade Ketel Marte for – Maybe, obviously, I can't get Ketel Marte player back in return, but at least give me guys, young guys who I've seen on the major league level in Flash instead of trying to give me a top prospect like a Jaraxon Profar who, even though he might have all the tools, I just just don't know what you are until I see you on the major league level. So for the Rangers, don't you think it's still kind of weird that they didn't get back an established guy? Uh, a true top five guy for Joey Gallo, but did get one back in the Kyle Gibson, Ian Kennedy deal. Yeah. I think that was a little, a little, I don't know. 
I thought Joey Gallo was was the best guy in the market. I thought it was mm-hmm. by far. I didn't think it was anywhere particularly close. And I love Kyle Gibson. I love what he did this year. And it was nice to have a guy who has that veteran presence and like knows how to like be around the winners and knows how to like work hard and like figure things out and kind of turn himself around. Like I think that is an incredibly helpful thing. But like I do think Josh Smith, who is one of the guys that they got back, Ezekiel Durant, I think both those guys are really solid. I think they're a little underrated in the system. Also, at this point, like with prospect rankings, you kind of have to throw a little bit of it out because, yeah. you know, we always have to take it with a grain of salt because, as I always say, if the people who are evaluating like prospects, be it at like any sport, like whether it's like draft prospects in the NFL, uh, like NBA, NHL, whatever, if they were really the best of the best, some team would be employing them to not tell everyone about what this is, but to help them actually find the best one. So like they're solid, they're good at what they do, but like, they're not like the leading, leading expert of all of them. And also there's a whole year that they missed that nobody really saw anybody's prospects. Nobody saw almost anybody. Because nobody saw anybody in real life. So let alone, why would they be seeing these prospects? So there's a whole basically year of information missing. It's, that gap is kind of starting to be filled in because we've had this whole minor league season. Um, but still, there's a lot of information that uh, wasn't seen and wasn't gathered last year that I think um, needs to be taken into account. But like John Daniels was was the GM when this team started the rebuild that eventually led to a window of basically seven years of contention. So he knows how to tear down and, and bring it back um, to the studs and get ready and build something for the long term. Um, so I like those guys and uh, Spencer Howard. I think the only reason they got him is because the Phillies are winning now. Um, <laughs> thank goodness for the NLEs being such a trash fire that the Phillies can compete. And they thought they were in it. And so they're like, we don't have time to like take this guy and Spencer Howard, who's got some really great stuff, um, but was a reliever throughout most of college. Um, I believe his last year or last couple of years is when he started um, starting. And so they just need to lengthen him out. That's what the Rangers are doing. They're giving him like two, three innings at a time, just working on maintaining that velocity because it would kind of fall off a lot during starts. So they have the time to just sit there and give him a start every fifth day and be like, all right, you're only going to go two, three innings that's fine. We're not trying to win this game. So we don't have to like rely on you to do like be a major league starter at a very capable level. And I'm glad the Phillies didn't just shove him in the bullpen and say, you know what? No. So that the Rangers can take a chance on him, getting him at his lowest value, selling Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy at their highest value. Um, and I think that deal is going to work out really, really well for the Rangers. Yeah, I think I like that Kyle Gibson, Ian Kennedy deal even more. I'm just hoping we keep Ketel Marte for the long term because the thing that's different in baseball compared to, like, say, basketball, I guess NFL will be kind of different or uh, uh, kind of similar, but you can just sign these guys to 10-year deals. Like, the, the D-backs can wait, rebuild this. Ketel Marte is, like, 28. If it takes them three, four years to rebuild, Ketel Marte is still going to be 32 years old. You could give him a seven-year deal. And still, on the second half of that deal, the back half of that deal, he can still be a part of a winning culture for the D-backs. And it's easier to build a winning team when you have great players on your roster. So I would want the D-backs to keep Ketel Marte until at least the last possible moment we have to trade him, which is still not for another couple of years. We still got his arbitration, I believe, as well. So the D-backs should 
still hold on to Ketel Marte and not try to rush to trade him. Now, don't do do not do what the Rockies are doing. Keep your guy <laughs> past the deadline when you know he doesn't want to be there. If Ketel Marte comes out and he's like, man, I'm not happy. I don't know what this organization is doing. Then, yeah, yeah, it's time to start trading Ketel Marte. Well, you at least have a GM. Off. You at least have an acting GM, <laughs> which the Rockies don't really have right now. Bryce and I will talk about rebuilding philosophies, but slow is just right if you're on vacation, a sloth, or describing QuickBooks. More like slow books. It sucks you in and slows you down with manual processes, integration difficulties, and glitchy delays that leave you scrambling for numbers you need. Now is the time to make the switch to NetSuite by Oracle, the number one financial system, because NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time, no matter how big your business grows. Failing to switch to NetSuite will leave you stuck trying to make sense of your books while your competitors sprint ahead. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control since switching to NetSuite. And right now, special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash LockedOn right now. Get special financing at NetSuite dot com slash locked on netsuite dot com slash locked on did you know built bar has so many delicious flavors they got coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream german chocolate there's a flavor for everyone and the reason why i love built bar is because it's healthy i'm a health conscious guy I'm trying to work out every day, but I also have a sweet tooth, but it's okay because Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar. That's low in sugar, low in calories, but high in protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, well, currently we have one. He had to miss some time earlier because his wife was dealing with some health issues. But that's a that's another story. Hopefully she's OK. I haven't seen any updates recently. But yeah, Mike Azen, when he is around the organization, he is a very active guy. And I'm still wary on Mike Hazen. I know he's probably viewed nicely in terms of the public perception of him, but I'm still holding out. I'm still holding out reservations because I still don't know. A lot of the moves he does has been a little weary, and I'm still holding out on Tory Lavelle. Still don't know. It's the final year of his contract, so I'm not too sure if he'll be back next season. But you did mention the Rangers' rebuild. As a D-backs fan, I'm not entirely sure what we're trying to do. I think we're trying to rebuild now. But a couple years ago, we were like an 80-plus win team. We signed Bumgarner, and we were trying to win. And then the pandemic hit. We sucked. So we were like, it's a COVID year. It doesn't count. Now we come back in 2021. Worst team in baseball. It's like, where are we now? What do we do? I don't know. But for the Rangers, at least they traded 
their their older players at peak value. They traded their all-star, which you don't like to see, but it seems like the Rangers are accepting who they are. Something I wish the D-backs would do. Just accept who you are. If you're a bad team, just accept that and get off your good players, except for Ketel Marte, and try to rebuild this thing. So for the Rangers, are they trying to rebuild this thing slowly and just grow this farm system and grow this young talent? Or are they going to say, hey, let's get this young talent on the major league level and let's start trying to acquire starters and, and go after guys in free agency and try to maybe quick rebuild this thing and get back to the Rangers winning ways. You know, I'm a little concerned because this is the first year they've actually like said rebuild. There's so few teams that actually like openly say like, all right, yeah, we're rebuilding. It's just like the Orioles who are like in constant rebuild mode. And like <laughs> the Rangers only just now said, I mean, last year they had the second worst record in baseball. Um, they were bad basically the year before they kind of fooled themselves into being in contention for a little bit, but like, <clears throat> They probably should have started rebuilding after that 2016 run. Like that's probably when they should have done it. I mean, they even, they traded you Darvish the next year, 2017. Um, and I think 2018 or was it 2019 was his last year. Um, was Adrian Beltre's last year. It is I, 2016 was his last. Oh, well, let me check. Wait, I'm no, on, no, no. I'm on it right now. Hold on. Oh. I'll tell you in a second. You keep talking. Yeah. 2018 <laughs> yeah. was his last year. Okay. That's what I thought. So like 2019, like at the, like right at the beginning there, they should, should have probably like absolutely torn it down to the studs. They didn't want to do that while Adrian Belcher was there. They wanted to at least try and keep it competitive, which they were okay in 2018. Um, they had a nice first half in 2019. Um, they brought on Hunter Pence and he was fun for a while. Um, but like half measures during a rebuild um, make rebuilds longer. And the Rangers are saying like, all right, we want like 2023. That's when we want to start contending again, which like, no, you can't do like a two, three year rebuild. You did get the number two overall pick. And I did appreciate them being very terrible in a 60 game season as opposed to 162. Like if you're going to start it, like start it with like the diet, the diet season, like it still counts as a number two overall pick, but like it hurts a little bit less or it just hurts for, for a shorter time. It's been a little bit rougher this year. Um, and I hope they can end up with a number two overall pick. They've got to at least be top five. If they get out of the top five, I'm going to be real mad. Um, but they're saying they want to spend this offseason, which, like, I don't think they should. They've been rumored to be in on Carlos Correa um, and a potential homecoming for Clayton Kershaw um, because he lives in Dallas. And apparently it's been rumored that he wants to come home for a while. Um, but, like, I don't know. I don't think that's smart. I think this team is too far out of a rebuild. The starting pitching has made a bigger leap than I thought they would. Um, but the offense just isn't quite there. If Adolis Garcia is your best hitter, and he is your best hitter right now, um, I think that's a little bit of a concern. There is a reason that he was given up on so easily in St. Louis, and the, even the Rangers DFA'd him at the very start of the season um, before the regular season. Like he's been, he's done wonderful. I like all credit to him. But the guy just doesn't quite walk enough to be like consistent. He's had a great season. He's going to break the Rangers' rookie home run record. He's at 29 right now. The record is 30, um, set by Incaviglia in the 90s. Um, so like he's <laughs> he's going to get that. But like long term, he I don't think he's quite star level. I don't think he has another leap to take. That great whole first month was was fun. But like Nathaniel Lowe is not a first division starting for baseman. He's just not. Nick Solak might be. Um, Willie Calhoun might be at DH. Leo Tavares, I think, is at center field. Other than that, there's a whole lot of question marks in there. First base, 
IKF is great and fun. Um, unless he starts walking a whole bunch, I don't think he's a first division starter either. Third base is going to be Josh Young next year, but like the rest of the outfield slots are question marks. So like you need a lot of offensive firepower. Bringing in only uh, Carlos Correa is not going to fix this offense <laughs> unless you like sign a whole bunch of guys in this offseason, which I don't think ownership will do despite all these rumors. And not only that, I just don't think they should do it. So I think 2024 is a more realistic expectation of like, all right, we're pulling out of it. These guys like Josh Young will be, have been a big leader for a few years. We'll start to be finding his prime. Um, some of these other guys, I think that they uh, traded for like uh, Josh Smith and uh, Justin Foscue, who was a first round pick from 2019. Who's in double a right now. I think he'll be about at the big league level. So like, you got to give some time for these guys to matriculate. It's not just like, oh, look, our top prospect is called up this year. Therefore, he's going to be at his ceiling. Like, he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. All those guys are still going to be pretty young. So you got to give them some time. And I think rushing a rebuild is about the worst thing you can do. So I think being patient, even though it's painful, I think it will be worth it. Otherwise, you're going to be back in the rebuild in two years after that. And nobody wants that. Bryce and I will wrap up our discussion in just a second, but it's that time of year again and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code LOCKEDON. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream. Bring your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. And you can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. wrap up the pod yeah it's hard to keep that perspective because sometimes you see guys like fernando tatis or wander franco come up in the rookie season they already seem like mlb superstars vlagaro jr in their first you know 100 games they already seem like mlb superstars so sometimes it's hard to keep that perspective and patience and looking at the worst records in baseball right now rangers fourth worst record 
the it looks like you guys got like seven games on the national so unless the rangers okay, i mean i guess they've been on a hot streak though i mean you guys <laughs> have won what six of your last seven or six straight so you guys been on a hot streak recently so if you keep this up you might fall out of that top five but still i, I don't think it would happen i mean after the nationals the marlins are only one game back of that so you have at least an eight game lead on being a top five worst record team That's in good. baseball the guy who i really want i want to make sure uh, right now baseball america came out with a list of their top um, top five college guys. I can't remember who four or two through five were. Um, but number one is another fellow Texas Tech Red Raider, um, brother of Rangers first round pick Josh Young and top prospect Jace Young, who plays second base um, for Texas Tech, had an absolutely outstanding uh, first full college season, hit something like I think 25, maybe 30 home runs. Like the mm-hmm. dude was just whopping bombs left and right. Um, and I would like to have him, please. I would like to have two Texas Tech uh, brothers. That would be very nice. Plus, I think he's also really good. So, like, that's who I really want next year. Um, I'm already looking ahead, as I'm sure you are, a little bit at that next year draft. I'm like, why aren't there more comprehensive next year's draft coverage things coming out right now? Like, the other draft already happened. Like, come on, guys. Where is it? Where's the content? Seeing two brothers, that would be pretty interesting. I don't know. I don't know the last team that had two brothers starting for them. Maybe, oh, it was probably, I just remembered it. Maybe it was the Upton brothers because then they played together yep. in Atlanta. That might have been the last two times. Yep, I think that was brothers. the last. Did they play together in with the Diamondbacks for a little bit? I know they I know they did in Atlanta. I think it might have just been Atlanta. Yeah, I feel like it was just Atlanta. So that would be interesting. But one, one of the final questions I want to ask you, because you've been talking about the rebuild, I, I don't personally, at least in baseball, I don't believe in tanking when it comes to you shouldn't go into a season thinking, let's try to lose as many games as possible. Now, after 50, 75 games, after trying to win 50 or 75 games and your team just can't and your team just keeps losing, then I believe you should fully lean the tank. But I don't believe you have to go into a season thinking, let's tank this year to try and build up our farm system, try and get that number one pick because baseball – Listen, it's like a 40-round draft. There's talent everywhere. The best players in baseball most likely weren't drafted in the first round. So because of that, I yes, you get more options when you draft at the top of the first round, but I don't personally believe you have to go into a season and believe you have to tank for your team to be successful five years from now. I guess that would be the Astros model. So what, where do you stand on that? Do you believe in tanking in baseball? Do you feel like, hey, after 100 games, if we suck, then let's just say, hey, go go home, Cal Gibson, or we'll trade you at the deadline and we'll be bad the second half of the year? I, I think there's a little bit of merit to it, but obviously, like, <clears throat> obviously you're never going to be openly tanking. Because, like, that's teaching your baseball players bad lessons. Mm-hmm. Like, you're teaching them to not be successful, to not try, whatever. And that's instilled bad habits that are, you know, detrimental to their career. So, like, obviously no one's going to ever come out and say we're tanking, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, at a certain point, like, there's a reason the guys at the top of the draft are the guys at the top of the draft. Usually those are the guys with the highest upside and the highest floors as well. So, like, you want to be picking in that range more often if you can. You also have more international signing bonus money, so you can get some of those guys in Latin America. Um, yeah. But, like, I think teaching teaching winning habits, having, like, a good manager, having a consistent culture through, like, from the start of the rebuild through, like, when you actually start contending, I think that helps you transition out of it. So, like... Um, I don't have any idea who the Diamondbacks manager is, but the Rangers manager, Chris Woodward, <laughs> he's been there for a while. They fired Jeff Bannister um, a little earlier that, that 
that shocked some people. And he did a really good job. Bannister was great in 15 and 16 when the Rangers won back-to-back AL West titles from that young Astros squad that still had basically the exact same core. Um, but, you know, Jeff Bannister had basically one mode of like, it's never ever quit, just grit, just grind, just rah, 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 suck it up and do it. Which like the Rangers squad that year, they had the players that responded to that. And that was good. But like when you're rebuilding, when you have a bunch of young players and you're getting your butt speed every night, just grit through it doesn't really work. You got to, you know, kind of adjust your message. You got to talk a little differently to these guys. I think Chris Woodward's done a really good job of that. He's also done a good job of like blending like the old school and the new school, like just understanding baseball and people. That's, that's the old school of it. And uh, also understanding the analytics and implementing them. That's what the Rangers thought they were getting in Jeff Bannister because he was the Pirates with Clint Hurdle for so long. Um, but he just reverted to full on old school after that. And so having that consistent culture, I think, and like I said earlier, having that star. So it's like they know what the team is like. You have a, a given leader on the team everyone can look to who knows what the squad is about, knows what the organization is about. I think that's very helpful in transitioning out of a rebuild. It's not, you know, absolutely necessary but it's extremely extremely helpful yeah i totally agree i think you should just try and stay competitive in baseball no salary cap you could go out there you could get the players you want uh, i think it's just a lot easier to rebuild in baseball as opposed to other teams you don't have to tank uh, or as opposed to other sports you don't have to tank it's a lot easier to find talent in the draft it's a lot easier to find talent free agency and international like you said the international pool international signings like that changes the game Honestly, some of the biggest stars in baseball just come from the international market nowadays. So you don't you don't even have to go to the draft for that. So I don't believe you have to tank in baseball to build a good team in the next few years. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Shout out Bryce Patrick of Lockdown Rangers for the sad boy crossover. Go back and catch up on any pods you might have missed this week. We also talked with Ty Dane Gonzalez, Lockdown Mariners, so you're not going to want to miss that. If you well, you might have missed that, so go back and listen if you did. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you back next week. Deuces!